Hello and welcome back to Single Sounds. I'm your host, Katie Mack, and this is the podcast that helps you find positive dating experiences. This week's character was such a great sport as, spoiler alert, due to my amateur abilities, this is the second time we had to record their episode. I enjoyed this character's thought process and niche topics of interest. He doesn't like to be too prescriptive, but struggles to keep any conversation to only small talk on dates. Welcome to Single Sounds, the one with emoji in other emoji. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> good, how are you? I'm pretty good. It's nice to be back. I mean, back. it's not my first time, is it? We'll get on to that later. <laughs> <laughs> so who are you sexually attracted to? I'm attracted to women. I am a straight man. Lovely. <laughs> that's a pretty simple <laughs> that's, answer. That's it. That's all we need. Uh, what are you looking for? Do you have any specifics? I live in London. I'm looking for not necessarily a serious relationship, but also I'm always open to falling for someone quite quickly. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking to have nice dates and see where they go. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. Yeah. It's like a common answer. You don't want to put pressure on it saying I'm yeah. searching for the one, but if they come along, great. Yeah, I feel like, you know, once you start dating someone, whether it's going to go anywhere like quite quickly. So this is just another fun way to see if I can date new people yeah. as a single person in London. Yeah, so you've kind of already covered the where, so London. Yeah. So I, I live in like North London, but um, honestly, like anywhere in London, London's quite good to get around. It's nice to learn new places. If you mm. date someone from like a different district that you haven't got to know before, you kind of connect the dots a bit. So yeah, anywhere in London, to be honest. Yeah, that's cool. Some people are really picky about what, what side of the river. I mean, having someone that's like walking distance does change the way you like date a bit. But also, I don't know, if they're a train right away or a bus right away, you figure it out if you want to date them. It's, as long as it's not like in Manchester or something. Yeah. And even then, like the date goes really well, you know, it might be worth it. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I guess, like, sometimes it can take you an hour to cross London. True. Whereas, like, that's to Birmingham. So, I guess, what's the difference? Sometimes? Yeah, I think I've, I, because I grew up just outside of London, and it's, it's always been like to get anywhere in London always takes about an hour anyway. Yeah. So, I'm kind of used to that. And I think under an hour in London feels like a, oh, it's so close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, like, if it is someone from outside of London, um, like I say, if it's, have you ever met anyone that you, like, maybe on holiday and then you realize they're from a different place mm. in the UK or even different country, but then because the internet or because of like traveling or because of this or that, you can still kind of stay in touch and maybe go another date or yeah. whatever keep up the, the fling or the romance or even a more serious thing I don't know holiday flings are interesting that's a classic I haven't had one since like I was a teenager yeah but... I feel like they're a young thing aren't are they? they are they a young thing I feel like they get they get sold to us as sort of things that you have on like rom-coms and like like as an adult you go off and you like meet an exotic man or a woman or, like sort of thing <laughs> yeah. I don't know I don't know. I mean, in your late 20s, I think you just have to go traveling by yourself for that to actually happen. True. But then it'd probably be quite intense. When I have traveled by myself, I have met people, but then you're normally in, a, in like a group situation. Yeah. It's not really like a one-on-one. So I feel like if you tried to start like a really romantic connection yeah. with someone in the group, I don't know how that would go down. Yeah. And there's the element of, do I want to have feelings for this person I might never see again mm. or whatever? I don't know. I, like I said, I've never really had one as an adult. And the ones that happened as teenagers, we stayed in touch a lot, like on the internet, on 
Facebook or whatever, and it was quite nice. Yeah. So, Cute. We'll see. Okay, so let me know your moan of the moment. Uh, so this one's quite a sort of meta one, but um, me and Katie did try to record this quite a long time ago now, yeah, maybe quite two months ago. ago. I'm kind of glad I'm like not one of the first, because it's nice to know that you have more experience and you know what you're doing a bit more. And, yeah. Like, having heard the podcast, it's nice to, to know like how it's going to sound maybe mm. when I'm speaking, but um, it was quite funny to think, am I going to just have to repeat myself with some of these things? I'm going to have to like, because I heard back the, the bad recording that happened two months ago and it's like, is that really me? And do I have to speak more clearly? I, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a moment of like this exact moment, but actually it's quite funny. For the listeners sake, yeah, we recorded and I basically just didn't really know what I was doing. We recorded on a dining room table in like with a room with a concave wall. But which... then we were also both hung over and like there was a really intense thing that happened the night before that was still like in the room just before we started recording and it was just like it was very clear the way we were interacting yeah. with each other we were like why are we doing this right now and I don't know it's uh it was fun to hear it's I think I've got like a, a different perspective on my episode by listening to a first draft of it <laughs> yeah, in got, some sense you got a first draft but um it just sounded maybe like that's worse I don't know <laughs> yeah I don't know it just sounded like we were in cave so I just had to bend the whole thing which was really sad because it was about 50 minutes <laughs> yeah. I mean I don't speak that clearly anyway but then that audio really made me difficult to understand so um, not in a cool mysterious way it'll be better now yeah. second go but at least it's fun hey yeah, no. it's, a, it's not real known but it's a good one to bring up here yeah no, it's funny i'll take it <laughs> okay so let me know your worst dating story Okay, so my worst dating story is actually the first ever date I went on via a dating app. It was oh, yeah. Tinder. It was Tinder. Because I think I was only using Tinder at the time. It was in my like second year of uni, third year of uni, maybe. So quite a few years ago now. But then I didn't really know what to expect from a date because I'd never really gone on a dating app date before. Mm-hmm. And like there was a bit of chemistry on the messaging, but we did a good job of just like meeting up for yeah. coffee. But there was no like boundaries of what the date was meant to be. It was in the afternoon. I think it was like a Sunday. So it was like we went for a coffee. And it was nice. We chatted an hour up so past. We got another coffee, and it's like, okay, you need two coffees? You don't need two coffees, but you didn't know what else to do because you're on this date. And then didn't quite know how to. Pretty sure I didn't want to stay, but then it was like kind of too awkward to just say, oh, I've got to go. I didn't really have an exit plan. And then we sort of kept talking and then we decided to go to the cinema. I can't remember who suggested it. It might have been me. <laughs> like out of a moment of like, uh, what do you do on dates? I just remember being a teenager and that was like a go-to date option. <laughs> just yeah. go to the cinema with someone. Um, and then you get to the cinema and then it's just empty and it's like, oh, because it's Sunday afternoon. No one's really here. You look at the timings. There's only a movie in like half an hour. So you buy a ticket for it. You're waiting half an hour. <laughs> I, I just instinctively bought a huge thing of popcorn and Coke and... She went to the toilet and by the time she came back, I had just spilled it all over myself. Oh, no. And I'm in this dingy, like, uh, corridor with, like, old sticky carpets. And because it's, like, a matinee, because it's Sunday afternoon, like, loads of kids go in. And we realised, oh, we're going to see a kids movie on uh. this, like, first date. And it was a cute movie. It was The the Good Dinosaur. Oh, yeah. The Pixar, Pixar one. But the kids were, like, kind of shouting in the theatre. And it wasn't really conducive to any, like, romance. And <laughs> I wasn't even sure I wanted to be there. And I had kind of sticky coke trousers. Yeah, you were, like, soggy. <sighs> I know. Like, this was like maybe hour four of this, this first date. It's quite long for a first date. Yeah, by the end, we didn't kiss in the cinema, and I was just like kind of wanting to go home. <laughs> Traumatized. When we said bye at the, the 
the tube station. She went in for the kiss and I sort of like rotated my head. I think that's, that's never really happened to me before oh. as a boy, but I just didn't really feel it. Yeah. And then, yeah. So it wasn't like, it wasn't a negative story, but it's kind of like, okay, I need to really think about my dates more and not just like go into it blindly. It needs to be more like first date, have a nice like couple hours chatting. And if you want to see them again, it should be clear. You've learned to plan it out a bit more, especially with the strangers. It's a good lesson yeah. to learn. Do you have a bad date story that you've oh. said before on this podcast or? Yeah. Worst one I've probably already said is when I was with a guy at dinner. It wasn't a first date. It was uh, maybe like fourth. So quite fourth. far. Yeah. Damn. And he told me he tolerated gay people. So he I, tolerated them. He didn't yeah, say he didn't tolerate no, them. No, no. He like, and then went to explain how he tolerated them because he had family friends that were gay. Like, okay. it was a whole story. Um, I should have seen the flags. He didn't have his surname on the apps. Okay. It was a bit of a red flag to me when I was back on them, because I was like, why don't you want me to, like, find you on social media? Um, I'm not sure if I know if I have my surname on my app. So initially it just says, like, Alex, or whatever your name is. And then once Why was you... I also thinking of Alex as the I don't name? know. It's like <laughs> A, maybe. <laughs> and then when you match, I think it's swapped, then their full name. I'm pretty sure that ha- that's Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. I can't remember now. I don't know um, matches, so... Anyway, when... You know, when I... <laughs> when I was on it, that's how it worked. I'm pretty sure you got full names, so I'd always go and stalk. And he gave his number, and then obviously I was like, oh, I used it as a little cheeky, like, oh, what should I save you as? And he was like, oh, I don't give up my surname. And I was oh, like, God, then I was like, okay, maybe he's like a spy, a spy. yeah, God. like something exciting. And then no, he just worked in like something boring, like finance. He eventually gave me his name because I was like, I said to him, I'm not going on a date with you until I have your name because I just think like I'm basically going to be murdered. And he only had a couple photos. So I was like, all of this is really dodged. And then he gave me his name. So I looked on Facebook and I just couldn't find anyone with this name. Oh my God. So this is all separate to the the tolerating game. Yeah, this is, this is before I even met him. That's why I was like, it was stupid. I've even got this far. And my housemate at the time was like, oh, I found him like really quickly. Okay. So I was like, oh my goodness, he's blocked me. Wait, what? So I couldn't find him. Wait, is that is that literally what you think yeah. happened? No, oh no, God. I know that, it happened because oh so, I confronted him about it. And so, you still went on four dates with this guy? Yeah, I know. No, fuck? so now when I'm... He re- must be so good looking. Like, <laughs> he was quite good looking, to be fair. That's so funny. Now I think about uh, it, I confronted him about blocking me. I was like, why did you block me? And he's like, no, I didn't on oh Facebook. And I was like, yeah, you did because my housemate can find you. And she'd sent me the like link to yeah, his yeah, profile. Yeah, yeah. So we, it, instead it, it of like on me searching and like when I clicked on it, it just said like user not found or like whatever. So weird. So he just said like, oh, I'm a really private person. But then when obviously the housemate found him, his profile picture was him and his ex. And I was like, well, is that the reason? And he was like, yeah, I don't know, like... Oh, my God. And I was like, as if Kayleigh, I'd read these, into these that. These are like seven red flags. I know. <laughs> that's not even the red flag you left for. That is a proper bad day. I feel bad now about saying my day's bad when no. it was actually just like kind of silly and like cute and, don't know, me yeah, being no. shit. So, but yeah, <laughs> most people you can find very quickly. So I should have just known from that it was a no. And as soon as I found out he blocked me for no reason, I should have just been like, you're a fucking psycho. Yeah, I think mean, you highlighted like an interesting, uh, like, I don't think many boys stalk the girls as much. No, I um, don't think so either. Because I, I don't have the instinct when I date someone to like <laughs> stalk them online. I understand the difference, but it's one of those things where it's like, I'd rather just kind of discover stuff when I meet them 
and like not make too many presumptions about what I see online. Partly because I think like I hope they would give me the same credits, even though I know they probably don't. No. Like, <laughs> right? They're gonna look through all the things and then like make assumptions about what all of those photos were. It's like, what's your next girlfriend? Is your friend? Like, is that your sister or that noise sister? You know? But um, yeah, I don't know. It's you know, some people really go to extremes. I've heard that people go on their Facebook and like dig. You know, there's like that white panel and it says like likes. Most people's likes are public. So you can look through everything they've liked, like all the Facebook group pages. Oh, yeah, yeah, so then classic. you can see like their music preference and like, I don't know if they've gone to like festivals and all this. And then people bring them up on the dates to like look like they're more compatible. You know? Oh, well, that's creepy. It my, is. My uh, my Facebook is like an archaeological site of my like teenagehood because I haven't touched it. Yeah. And so like I remember I went through a phase where like I tried to like every single group I could just to hit the limit of groups you could like until <laughs> until I don't know I just have a penchant for trying to break things online I don't know um, this is usually one of my jobs when I was like a few years ago I was just a software tester where you have to break the thing but I was doing this <laughs> when I was a teenager and I like I was so happy when I hit the limit and it was like you can't join any more groups and I was like I posted this as like one of my like crowning achievements on Facebook so if someone sees that they must think like such weird <laughs> what the fuck is <laughs> yeah. going on with this guy I don't know fair enough let's move on to your stop start continue so if someone were lucky enough to go on a date with you and stalk your facebook (laughs) uh what should they stop start and continue to do so i think i remember thinking about this the last time we recorded and it was sort of a it was an interesting realization that this question comes from like a business context right it comes Mm. from like in a project like what do you want to start what do you want to stop what needs continuing whatever and I think the reason the, the question doesn't really sit with me, or I, don't, I, find, I struggle to come up with something that feels right, is because I don't really see dating as any kind of project or any kind of like, as much as it is a kind of personal project sometimes, like you're discovering stuff just about yourself. Mm. I don't think seeing any particular date as coherent with the next date as some kind of coherent project is helpful because then you start to like squidge people together and when everyone you meet on a date is a completely separate world yeah yeah and like you have no idea if you're going to fall in love with them or it's going to be the worst date of your life (laughs) and it's like and even then then the people you can fall in love with can be such a wide spectrum and so like if it happens to be that person your, your life can change all together and to have like oh no, she's a smoker, I can't date her, as like a prescriptive thing, seems so silly. And I don't know, it seems so prejudgmental. Having said that, I don't really like smoking, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe stop smoking. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I had an ex-girlfriend who smoked fairly regularly, but it was always a thing that if she stopped, it would kind of be good, but I didn't really mind. Yeah. And no one's ever really got out a cigarette on a date, and I've been like, oh no, I can't be on this date. And I definitely, like, do things that aren't probably nice. Like, I take drugs. I don't know, people probably don't <laughs> like that. I, I've been on, I've went on three dates with a girl, and on the third day, we talked about drugs, and then there was no false date. And yeah, it was like, fine. I thought that was a good conversation, but I think it was like her sort of stop start continue answer um, <laughs> that so, was her stop yeah yeah which just kind of makes sense i think she worked for like a mental health charity or something so it's kind of like a guy who takes drugs in london maybe is a bit of a red flag but yeah I don't know. or just a bit triggering maybe yeah, yeah maybe something like that but um but yeah i don't know I, I don't really have many clear answers to this i just i really go into each date trying to uh be myself you know trying <laughs> to like see if the person like likes the kind of comments i'm making like the jokes i'm making see if i like them i don't know there's an attraction like this very basic stuff and yeah i've, I've definitely had good experiences on dates I don't, I don't really want to change like my approach too much i don't want to be too prescriptive basically yeah i don't i don't want to go in thinking you yeah, have, have to like t- yeah. these boxes a list of negotiables like, exactly the only box is whether i like you and that can be ticked when i meet you <laughs> so what is your most irrational fear so my most uh, quote unquote irrational fear is definitely wasps. 
Okay. I feel like lots of people don't like wasps. Yeah. Um, wasps are scary. I don't mm. think that's irrational. No, because they can of, hurt you. Yeah. They can hurt you. They're aggressive. They can swarm, which is kind of scary. <laughs> and it's like n- nothing good about the word swarm. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Um, even you like swarm someone with hugs, it kind of sounds sinister. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Swarm is a bad word. But yeah, I think when I was when I was six years old, I uh, got home from school and I went to play my Game Boy. I took my socks off and I accidentally stepped in a. I thought it was a queen bee at the time, but I think it was a hornet. Oh. And I just remember looking at my toe and it just like wrapped around my toe and stung me. Oh. And it's still like quite a traumatizing experience. Yeah. <laughs> and that's definitely where my fear of wasps come from. And I say wasps specifically because I'm better with bees these days because mm. bees, I think I have a mental sort of connection with now. I know they're friendly. I know they yeah. don't hurt. I know they have their thing going on and I have my thing going on. But wasps feel like they want to just get involved too much and... Yeah. looking for a fight i'm the same like bees i can tolerate and i think it's because you know that if they sting you they die so you think like oh they really don't want to sting me whereas wasps can just do it willy-nilly and not care yeah and and wasps are interested in like your food and your drink in yeah. a way the bees rarely are and so it's like wasps just like let me have my thing you can have the flowers or whatever <laughs> you, can, you can eat the dead carcasses that are around somewhere i don't know <laughs> But this is my bit of dead carcass or something, I don't know. Like, <laughs> they, they just like, there's a boundary between humans and wasps that should exist more and the wasps cross it. Basically. Yeah, they do. They I can't respect that. Infiltrate our lives. And, uh, yeah, they, they often win any battle. I do forget <laughs> about them in winter as well. And now yeah, we're coming up to yeah, summer. Yeah, that's so annoying, isn't it? It's I've definitely had some horrible moments. Like in my family home, we had some wasp nests in our like vents. Oh, God. And right next to the bathroom window one time, like for a couple of years, a couple of summers. And so, you know, you go in the shower, you're having a nice shower and then something no. flies in and you're panicking you're slipping around you're all soapy you're like you're getting a deodorant can trying to spray it down you're pulling the like toilet loop roll holder off so you can like smash the oh, with God. it and like it's a full-on battle in there and uh yeah the worst time is when i've had two come in and i've just abandoned the bathroom yeah all, i think i just all wet and soapy not shower. and just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like okay i guess i'm not showering today or i need to your towel's left in there so you have to put your naked outside anyway oh <laughs> it's kind of the wasps have defeated me too many times for me to admit really but <laughs> fair enough i wouldn't say it's irrational but i think if you ever see me react to a buzz around my ear it looks pretty irrational <laughs> yeah your reaction's irrational yeah, but... <laughs> although we did cover the childhood trauma so maybe again yeah like there's a reason that for irrational, it. yeah yeah there's a reason for it and what would your ted talk topic be there's a couple of things come to mind, but I think uh, one that I could actually sell as something quite novel and something that sounds lame, but actually I could tell why it's so interesting is uh, Super Mario speedrunning. That means, so like in video games online, especially people stream like them finishing a game quickly. Mm. And um, often this requires like a deep understanding of like the coding of the game or deep understanding of like how to press the buttons on the controller in a way that's like very uh, creative and almost like playing an instrument and seeing some of the people's talent at making the game do the thing at once. There's such a good community around various games that like when someone breaks a record, it's like such a beautiful moment and they call their mom and it's like their mom's on the phone and they're crying and it's just so lovely. And it's just because of this like game that they've perfected this like uh, playing and instrumentation of. And Super Mario 64 especially is probably the best speedrunning game. And I can definitely do a good TED talk about that. And I think I'd win some hearts and minds. Um, <laughs> Love it. There's also a sciencey element to it. And I'm a scientist at heart. I'm doing a physics PhD currently. And the the tech, as they say, that goes into this speedrunning is really incredible. And it's so fun to see the quote unquote community come up with 
well, if we could do this, why don't we do it here? And it's like slowly develops like more and more optimization. It's so cool. And it's such a innocent project that isn't really, it can't really be used for any nefarious purpose, right? It's a very pure thing. And I think we need more of that in the world, like mm. pure things that are fun, that bring communities together. Yeah, and they, and it's, it's a way to be online that it doesn't feel that toxic. It feels quite positive. Yeah, and it's so, like a safe space. So I definitely could sell it in a TED Talk, I think. Yeah, I think you're selling it I'm selling very it well. well. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm sure everyone listening is keen. Yeah, I think anyone with some nostalgia for Nintendo 64 especially would love it. Yeah. The specific game. But there's so many speedrunning games that I could also sell similar ideas about. (laughs) But I would just focus on Mario because that's definitely my thing. That's your thing, yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. The watching games thing, I never really understood until I asked my younger brother. Yeah. And he watched like Minecraft. And I was like, why don't you just play? Because I knew he had it. And he was like, well, it's like how you watch sport. You watch the professionals. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like, yeah. it's it's so impressive uh, to see people do the thing you enjoy doing really like well. Better, yeah. Really well. And uh, you get the same sense of celebrity, same sense of like mm. uh, people are like pillars of the community, but they're not well known. And you have like, oh, have you not heard of this runner? And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, he seems so like. Oh, I was I was one of the first fans of this run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like a hipster. Like, yeah, it's, it's very fun. Like I say, it's a very positive way to be online. And during the pandemic, especially, mm. everyone's isolated. I definitely got into watching a lot of like games I like, um, speedrunning. And not that I've made friends friends, but, you know, people recognize my handle on, when I'm in the chat or whatever, right? I make, I make little comments and like, I've, I've got my own joke that is like known as my joke sometimes. Uh, I'm like, so it's kind of fun. That is fun. Yeah, that sounds nice. nice. It is nice. Maybe you could meet someone there. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, really... like one of the negatives about this stuff is it's very boy heavy. Yeah. Um, There are there are, there are girls involved. In fact, this month was like Twitch, which is the main streaming platform for this stuff. It's like Women's History Month or something. Yeah. So they were doing a, a, a women only tournament of this game. And it was really fun. Like some people are really, really good. And like, I think the, the best woman is like in the top 20 in the world of some of the categories and so it's good but it's not really a good way to like meet someone to date i don't think no don't really get into like conversation <laughs> no i no, not really i i find it a bit like to try and pretend like you're flaying with someone when you're like online that when it's not an explicit thing it's kind of very suggestive i don't know yeah no i, I get know. you but um it's cool that's what the podcast is for <laughs> that's what the podcast is for i guess yeah. <laughs> don't feel shy about contacting me i guess yeah <laughs> okay let me know your shower thoughts. So I have I have lots of shower thoughts and they often result in like silly little tweets. <laughs> one one old very old one is one of like I want to be the last person alive that's born on my birthday that was just one I had well yeah that's weird yeah because like I don't think whenever I bring this up to people they're like oh yeah I never really thought about that but there's something kind of kind of appealing like Hunger Gamesy about like no we're all born on the same day but I'm the last one standing yeah so I definitely have had that thought in the shower one but isn't there like thousands of people born every day sure but like (laughs) you don't you don't like I don't know it seems a more winnable battle than like being the oldest person ever or anything like that yeah I see what you mean that's a strange South I thought but like one that I've uh, I really struggled to get out of my head recently and in fact I've actually put in more than just showers worth of thought into is like I noticed like maybe a year ago a year and a half ago that some emoji exists in other emoji. Okay. So if, if, if listeners like, if you care to get your phone out, this is iPhone bias. I'm sorry. We all have iPhones <laughs> on this podcast. Are we a pro iPhone podcast? Yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah, we pro are. iPhone, pro Someone's Apple been emoji. asked that before, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I think like a very typical example if you look at the juice box emoji it has a little apple on it and that apple is the exact emoji for an apple oh my goodness and so it sounds like a fun game well like so once i i think someone sent me the because you know when you send just an emoji on loads of platforms it, yeah. it zooms it in 
Oh, the big one, yeah. Yeah, so like someone sent me on like Instagram and it just showed me the bit. I was like, wait, the apple is the exact emoji of the apple. I was like, wait a second. I There's probably something in this. And then there's a fire emoji on the fire extinguisher. Oh. There's the tomato emoji on the tomato soup can emoji oh. thing. There's a chicken drumstick in the like pot of chicken soup. Oh, I know. Thing. The yeah. meal, yeah. Yeah, the meal thing. And honestly, it's a big rabbit hole and I have <laughs> dug every trench so far. And I've got a big list. So it's not really a shower thought so much as like multiple long baths of thought. <laughs> and going through the emojis. <laughs> Very foamy bath. Speaking of which, there is a bath emoji which exists in the other bath emojis. <laughs> that counts. I do plan to tweet it out and go viral. So everyone uh, watch out for Katie's uh, yeah. post. I, don't, I might include it. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the show <laughs> notes of the viral video. <laughs> That's so podcast uh, likes in the show notes. I know. I listen to so many podcasts and I, it's so funny to actually be on one and be like, yeah, we'll put, it, we'll put the link in the show notes. So like, <laughs> you can find it there. And what is your believe it or not? So a pretty credible, in like a literal sense, like hard to believe thing about me is that I've actually nearly died three times. Oh, in a pretty pretty serious way. I'll just talk about one of them and leave the other two to um, like a mysterious... Hidden for <laughs> Ooh, the date. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah when, I, when I was uh, a 22, I got an ill after a house party, as you do. Pre-COVID, so you just feel like a bit ill. I was still at uni, so I was like, oh, I've got to get on with all my life and lectures, early mornings and football and going out and whatever. I just kept ignoring the fact I was ill and ill, iller and iller. But by the end of the week, like a week after my, this house party, I was just really ill. I was like, went to A&E and they were like, you're kind of just really ill, just recover. People just didn't know what was wrong with me. But then I couldn't sleep for a couple of nights. I went home and then the GP the next day was like, you're really ill. Like, you're really ill. And I was yeah. like, yeah, everyone's saying this. Like, I feel really ill. What do you mean? Like, what do I do? And he's like, I don't really know what to do. Go to hospital. And within like a couple of days, I was in the ICU I had all these like things in me. Oh I was like falling into a coma and they figured out that they had to just give me other people's like immune cells basically to like fight off the what was essentially just like a cold that had infected my blood and my body was attacking myself itself Whoa. or whatever. So it's like septic shock. Oh my goodness. Um, any microbiologist, I'm sorry for butchering, butchering the reason. <laughs> I'm a physicist. I don't know that much about biology, but I assure you it was very serious. And I was, yeah, I was in ICU for like a week. I should have died, really. Like, all the yeah. stats show that most people die when they, they get this. And, yeah, it was a pretty intense period of, of uh, five weeks. Oh, um, yeah. Honestly, like, it, I think it affected everyone around me more than it affected me. Because I would have just died if I died. That's, it's not very hard to die sometimes. <laughs> you just die. But, yeah, it would have been sad for everyone else, I guess. <laughs> I think it I, I think it would have been pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. Especially as you were only 22. Like, that I know. It's been the, a news story, probably. Oh, I know. I mean, the doctors were very... I was definitely a little bit of a marvel to the doctors are like wait 22 year old and i see you with this thing like what the fuck is going on here mm. and so there was an interesting um and no like pre-existing conditions yeah and, and also no there's nothing that i'm carrying with my after that yeah it was just a, it's just a, just a one-off sort of <laughs> one-off death experience yeah one-off near-death experience um yeah it was, it was definitely a tough thing and like we had a, our friendship group from home had a friend die just a year before that from a shocking thing as well so it felt very far away at the time because it was a whole year but in hindsight it was so close yeah so if i had gone too oh my god that would have been so brutal i know i know so yeah it's pretty shocking thing i have a lot more to say about that (laughs) (laughs) there's also two other instances but we'll we'll talk about that on the day we'll save them for the day (laughs) (laughs) yeah amazing and what would your drink of choice be i'm definitely like a beer drinker like just just like getting a pint is quite nice but because they're so expensive in London and because 
there's actually so much variety. I hate to get one that I know what it's like. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's like what I tend to do. If someone asks me for a beer, I uh, what the, what a drink I want, I say get me something I won't recognise. And uh, that's cool. Almost every place in London you go to, even more like mainstream places, mm. like even a spoons will have a pint that you've never seen before or you never tried before. Yeah. So it it tends to be a good go to, and it always feels like even if I'm spending like six pounds thirty on this pint. Oof. I know. It's like, <laughs> at least this is something I've never tried before. Yeah, you know, at least like it's like a new experience. An experience. Oh, I'm in <laughs> you know, what the fuck? Yeah. You're just like making it an experience to make yourself feel better. Kind like, of. I mean, I don't mind spending money that much, but it's more like there is so much option out there and the thought of just getting a pint of Stella. Like, no, I'll get Stella when I'm buying cans for the cheap at a festival yeah. or something, right? But if I'm in a pub and it has the offer and it's like 50p more, I might as well get something. I don't know. So it's kind of the opposite of a drink of choice. It's more like a randomizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, um, honestly, I think I'm lucky that I, I tend to enjoy even the most rogue tasting pints. Yeah, that yeah. is interesting. I was going to say, I feel like most people would just end up with horrible pints. I know, I know. But I think even the ones I find a bit horrible, knowing it's just a one-off. It makes it You're fine, like, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying this. I'm t- giving it a go. I'm never going to have it again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bestie wreck time. Bestie wreck. Oh, shit, this thing. Oh, shit, this thing. I literally, I think I forgot about this. I mean, you were talking about it earlier and I was like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> How can you forget the best section? I know. It's my favourite section. I definitely haven't heard this before. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I can't remember it. Yeah, okay. It was weeks ago. Can you remember what they said? I think I can remember it because... It was about you. It was about me, and I've only done this once, but you've done this a lot more times, so you can't remember it. Okay. Um, but I can't remember the details of what was said. Yeah, I literally can't remember I remember who said it, but it was quite quite easy to guess. But I can't remember anything. Well, it's hard to do someone justice in, in a minute, let alone a guy that you've known for almost 20 years. Um, but I'll, I'll give it my my best shot. I guess, first of all, this guy is annoyingly talented, whether that's on the sports fields or in music, he can pretty much uh, do do it all. But what's great about this guy is that he's very humble about about that, about his talents, uh, very down to earth about his skill, which, which I absolutely love. Second of all, he's real. He's a real adventurer. Um, you'll rarely hear or get a no out of this guy at all. Um, from festivals and gigs uh, across Europe to a simple uh, pub trip, um, Daniel local, you name it, uh, he's always there to bring fun and bring energy. Uh, he's got a great sense of humour, um, whether that's you know weaving grand stories or just a stupid pun, which is his, his regular regular dose of, of humour. He's just so fun to be around. A sort of lovely charm to his to his wit. But I suppose I'll end with what I think is is his most unique quality, um, and that's how he he makes you feel when you're with him. You know, when you talk to him, you feel like almost the two of you, are the only people in in the room. Um, you feel genuinely listened to and and heard and, re- and really valued. And that's a really rare thing, uh, I I think. Um, so. There you go. Very cute. Very cute. Um, why didn't he date me? He, I don't he, know. he seems to really love me. He seems to love you a lot. <laughs> no, we, we tried it. It didn't work out. <laughs> Fair enough. No, that was very lovely. It was very lovely to hear. Yeah, I don't know what to say, really. I, well, one thing that, I, that came up was like, the music. I, he thinks I'm musical. I guess I am a bit musical, but it's definitely not something that I see myself as that much. Maybe because you like, he said festivals and gigs. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. I do play piano. It was just interesting to hear someone say that about me because I don't really hear that about myself. Yeah. I don't think of that about myself, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, he did say you were musically talented at the yeah, start, Yeah, something like he? that. I was like, oh, shit, I, yeah. might, I don't know. <laughs> I liked at the end. I think he was referencing, like, you're good at DMCs, what I like to call them, deep, meaningful conversations. Yeah. I, str- I struggle to not make m- many conversations, like, a bit 
too deep sometimes, <laughs> you know, like um, me and my friend have a, he suggested this actually, and I thought it really like cut me deep in a good way about like, oh, you, you really don't like a uh, small talk. Like you, you only like big talk. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn, yeah. Like, then he was like, you need to aim for like mid talk. Cause sometimes <laughs> you're just at a party. Like, I know you really well. You don't need to make this a big, a big talk. Like, just aim for the mid talk. I was like, okay, yeah, that's actually a good I don't think anyone says they enjoy small talk, but I struggle to not push any even small talk just to like to make it bigger. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good thing. Like no one definitely. likes guess, surface small yeah. talk. On a day, I will definitely not want to just like keep on the small talk. I'll be yeah. like, wait a second, what about this thing? Or like, yeah. have you heard about this? You know, I'll push it to the slightly bigger kind of talk. I think it's worse for people that know me really well because they're like, we've either had this discussion before, like two years ago when the same thing came up because we're at the same kind of party. <laughs> Or like, I have nothing more to say about this topic. You're, you're making <laughs> yeah. this like way too deep. I was like, I didn't really think about this. I was like, okay, fine. Okay, final section. This or that? Uh, this. Ready? These oh. are different. Okay, I, that was that another quiz. Sorry. <laughs> what did you say? I've heard this. It. Go for this. I go for this, not that. <laughs> oh, this. Very good. Have a sweet snack or a salty snack? Uh, sweet. Okay, sweet tooth. Or just... Actually, I don't know. This is, I, 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 for some reason, I just thought popcorn. Okay. And I like sweet popcorn more than salty popcorn, but actually, oh, yeah. but actually I like mixed too. And I also like salty. I don't know. It's Maybe fine. I just feel like a sweet one now. Don't <laughs> an- overanalyze it. Don't <laughs> struggle to, not to do that. <laughs> Be too cold for the rest of your life or too hot? Too hot. Yeah? Yeah. More of a heat guy. I'm more of a heat guy. I'm, my dad's Brazilian. I grew up in Brazil. Oh, cool. I love the heat. My, my most natural state is like short shorts, flip flops, no top, just you know, <laughs> chilling out. But obviously you can't really do that in the UK that often. No, you just but, look um, like an idiot. I'd rather well. be in that sort of like slightly a bit sweaty, hot state than having to like worry about shivering and shit. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think I'm the same to be fair. I'm one for baking myself. Do you tan? Sun. I feel like you, you, I tan, tan. you tan well. Oh, I tan. Oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Why did you get tan? Like, how come you tan? Are you not like an English no, I'm, pale skin? I can't remember if it's, it's an eighth or a sixteenth Greek. Ah, oh, this is a great fun fact. Damn. My um, I think it was, so. My great grandma was Theodopolis McNamara. What a name. <laughs> Theodopolis. Theodopolis. Damn. Yeah. That's, I didn't know that about you. That's so interesting. That's where the tan. So you managed comes to keep from. that that Greek skin in on your, mm. in your genetics. That's very useful. Yeah. It, 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 it really is. And I'm obsessed with tanning because I can tan. Nice. So. Nice. Yeah, it's bad. If I'm going to get any type of cancer, it will be skin cancer. I mean, same, same. Uh, so, yeah. I probably should be. I do wear Factor 50. I'm very good. Yeah. But I love tanning. <laughs> Would you rather never get angry or never be envious? Uh, Quite a deep one. It's I've, good I've for your deep Never thinking. get angry or never get envious. Yeah. I feel like I literally don't really get either. Maybe that's weird to say. I think I'd rather never get angry because angry is a more like yeah. horrible thing to deal with. I agree. And you feel like this anger is going to turn into something I don't want to be. Mm. Whereas envy, you can sort of relate to a bit more and you don't always have to act on the envy. Yeah, you can just hide and it. Envy can be a, like a positive, like motivational thing to be like, nice. you know, I want to yeah. actually... Make like address the envy and be as good as the thing I'm envious of, or something. Yeah, so true. I love um, that positive spin. Yeah, <laughs> this is a great, easy one. Soup or sandwich? Sandwich. Easy. Sandwich. Sandwich. Who would choose soup? I don't know. Boring people. Ugh. <laughs> Have unlimited battery or Wi-Fi on all your devices? 
Either battery or Wi-Fi. No, so it's like or data sort of thing. You just have unlimited of one. So like your phone never dies, or you always have signal wherever you are. So like tube abroad. Like what would you rather? So I'm I am a very uh, strong proponent of like the multiple charger lifestyle. Mm. So definitely just have data everywhere because yeah. that's so much more useful, and you can just have chargers on you. Yeah, like, portable ones. So good. You I, get really good ones. I'm always the one on my out. And people are like, oh, my phone's dying. I'm like, here's the charger. You have a, that's so good. I'm like, I'm literally, I, and I have always a spare one in my backpack. So even if I forget a charger, I actually haven't forgotten one. So I don't <laughs> Oh, know. you got it covered. I'm, I'm not very organized in lots of parts, parts of my life, but like charging, I, I've got you it You got covered. it covered. I've got it covered. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Uh, I think I know the answer to this one, but we'll see. Facebook or Twitter? Uh, I'm definitely more of a Twitter person. I don't really like Twitter. Twitter's a pretty horrible place, but it feels more uh, like genuine than Facebook. Mm. Facebook I've abandoned long. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Facebook is a weird place for me and I don't really use it apart from the messenger. Last one. Would you rather have breakfast in bed or a midnight snack? Uh, I think definitely breakfast in bed because I, even though I'm a night person, I'm a night owl, I often have mid- midnight snacks. Um, breakfast in bed is a luxury and mm. breakfast in bed is a sign that like stuff is going well. Whereas yeah. midnight snack is more like stuff isn't going well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Yeah, breakfast in bed is like chill. Yeah, breakfast in bed is like, oh, this day, oh, so nice. Whereas midnight snack is like the day is gone i'm struggling i need to like somehow rectify it in the last moment yeah. by eating late or whatever that's know. true i like that analogy. but i do like midnight snacks too yeah um, and that's done we're that's finished done. We're that's finished. the podcast do you have any final words uh, do we do a special handshake at the end or anything or like no <laughs> do you want to sign off or something i don't know yeah your sign off can be like just what you want to say if you uh, want to say anything i feel like i've said a lot looking forward to hearing from people i guess maybe it's fun to be on a podcast finally i listen to loads of podcasts so yeah it's fun to finally be on one love it thank you katie thanks you probably don't need these instructions anymore but if you would like to date this character dm the podcast at single sounds on instagram to request a date thanks for listening and see you next tuesday (laughs) 